0: hey scott hey nick oh what's up why do you look so down i just i can't believe back to the future minute is over hey it's okay man you got spider-man minute you got the doctor's companion what more do you want what you want your favorite uh, scientist and little uh, little assistant you want me to do dr marty <sighs> right you'll get over it. you'll be fine oh who the hell put this on it's on random for god's sake Look, it's
1: not that I want to keep doing Back to the Future Minute forever. I'm just trying to say that I need something a little more. I want to get out there and do interesting stuff, podcast a
0: little. And I'd love to be able to do it with you, but I want you to want to do it too. I agree. We should get out there, but what can we do? How about a Cornetto? A Cornetto? Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy. First, we'll start with a bite of Shaun of the Dead. Then, we'll take some shots of hot fuzz, and later, we'll wrap it all up with a couple of pints at the world's end. How's that for a slice of fried gold?
1: Yeah, boy! The Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we take car, go to Mums, kill
0: Phil, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, and have a nice cold pint one minute at a time. It all blows over starting with Shaun of the Dead this October at duelinggenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Dueling Genre.
0: Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Clerks One Minute at a Time. I'm Jeff Barry. And I'm Chris Dercocci. Today we are covering Minute 63 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest moonwalk minute ever. We're joined one final day by Mike from the Recasting Couch. Hey guys! Great to have you back for one day. You get in, uh, almost another location. You got like three locations, it's exciting for you. <laughs> you at least get to go outside, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not trapped in the quick stop like some of our other poor guests were. I mean, there's only, what, Christop's five like
2: locations in the movie, so I got most of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it depends on what your definition of a location is. You consider the Quick Stop RST video area as a location, and it's only like two locations, three locations. Right. yeah.
2: Yeah, the only other thing I was thinking was they are on top of the building. Yeah,
0: they go on top, of the, on top of the building, which is still technically the Quick Stop. Right. And then they leave to go to the funeral. So if you consider the funeral, oh, right. the funeral and the car, I guess you consider two separate locations if you want. And where the hell else did they go? Now I can't remember. Thanks, Chris, for jumping in and
1: rescuing me. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's it. No, they go to Big Choice, <laughs> stupid. We were just there last minute. Yeah, Big Choice is just RST video. Uh, no, they around. went some, they went to another video store. I forget what it was called.
0: All right, yeah, uh, Minute 63 begins with Dante chatting with Caitlin and ends with it not being what Dante thing, even though it probably is totally what Dante thinks. It's what All right, So uh, Caitlin, after, you know, between last minute and this minute, having a full-on uh, you know, sexual re-encounter with Rick Darris in her mind, uh, says that she spent eight hours on a train. Where the
1: hell was she coming from? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Where did she come from? It took eight she hours. from Pittsburgh? Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs>
1: you know what
2: just dawned on me? Is she the the, the female Rick Darris
0: That is just out there crushing it everywhere?
2: Yeah, and just kind of... She's kind of a douchebag, too, and kind of... I don't know. She's very Jersey like he is. Like It just dawned I, on me that maybe she's the female version of that.
0: I think she was. I don't know that she still is, because she's a little... The way that she's referred to before... It seemed like she was just, like, she was just banging anything that moved. And she seems a little different than how people describe her before, so maybe she's changed slightly. But, yeah, I don't think she had any qualms about just, like, wherever wherever she was going to get it, she got it. She went out there and she was putting notches in the old belt. She's even set yeah.
1: men the Deviant Lifestyles.
0: When she uh, accidentally had two men have sex with each other. But, I mean, that's going to happen when you're out there crushing it like she was. That'd be interesting to know, like, who at the end of high school or up to the age of 22, who's been in more pants, Caitlyn or Rick Darris?
2: They might have been in a few together.
0: I'd say
1: Caitlyn. I mean, they got, well, they, they definitely were in one together. Because Rick <laughs> Derris, <laughs> Rick Darris seems like he crushes it, but he also seems like he inflates his numbers Oh, it's a the old, too. uh... Yield by three numbers thing where all guys inflate
0: it times three and all women divide it by three. All guys are trying to inflate their numbers while women are trying to bring them back down to earth. Um, Do you notice that Dante refers a customer to go get something without the
1: customer speaking to him? I was going to say that he was worried about them asking for packs of cigarettes. This guy doesn't even ask for anything. He says, do you have and Dante right away? Tells him where it is. Well, how does he know what he's looking for?
2: Is that supposed to be one of those? Like he's the, the Jedi of the store, and he just knows.
1: <laughs> or is this guy here every day looking I mean, for the, the same thing?
0: The real that's rational true. answer is the guy must come in every day. The answer I think you're supposed to get in the movie is like, yeah, he's so locked in with Caitlin that he just knows where this is. Yeah, that's over there. Uh, I will say this. Seeing her outfit this way with the... Uh, she, again, she should have left the jean jacket at home. Just the white t-shirt would have
1: been... Yeah, fine. it's not enough. Maybe <laughs> hey, she's a little chilly.
0: Yeah. I understand. It was pretty much a state law at this point that you had to wear some denim on your body and have not less than one quart of Aquanet as a part of your uh, hair, but this was the 90s. It was at least starting to fade away a little bit. Not the denim. The denim never fades.
2: There's a faded denim joke in there somewhere that I could get.
0: Alright. Yeah, Yeah, so this other guy that walks up and goes, hey, congratulations. How the hell did he recognize her? He recognized her from the paper? Uh, Maybe he knew her. Oh. No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> he doesn't say Caitlyn. Like, if you saw somebody, like, if, I feel like you would, like, acknowledge their existence. He just glances at her and it's just like, ah,
1: yeah, you know, you're, she's getting married. And this is before she knows that Dante knows. Oh, yeah. Because she kind of rolls her eyes like, oh, no. Also,
0: <laughs> it's weird, I guess, because it's just the blocking of the scene. Because they're trying to block it where the guy's on one side, Caitlyn's on the other, and Dante's in the background. When he says, hey, congratulations, look how close to her face he gets with his finger. (laughs) He goes, hey, congratulations, he almost pokes her in the eye. Like, if somebody was actually that close to you talking, and not
1: in a movie, you'd be like, get away from me! Back up. Yeah, you're terrifyingly close to me. (laughs) You're a tall weirdo. We've had supervisors at work to get that close. It's like, if I can smell your breath, you're too close.
2: (laughs) Yeah, There's definitely something creepy and weird about a close talker, but it's even...
1: Yeah, I don't But like it's
2: also, talkers. it's even weirder when it's someone you don't know. It's one thing, like, if you have some sort of relationship yeah. with them and they're just like a weird close talker and you're like, this is uncomfortable, but I kind of understand it. When it's someone random, like at a convenience store, that's that's off-putting and and it feels more threatening than it probably should.
1: You're right. He almost touches her face with his finger. And <laughs> what's with the rolled up sleeves on the jean jacket? That's bad. Oh, yeah. It's
0: a, it,
1: I mean, the whole room is just a complete cra- fashion crime. Yeah. <laughs> At
0: no point in the movie should I be like, I think Dante has the best outfit right here. But at this point, <laughs> but, I'm saying yeah, that. He does. And then we get uh <laughs> Kevin Smith has talked about this before. Cause this is when Jay and Silent Bob start dancing. There's a little bit here and there's a little bit later. But he used to talk about how he used to get so upset when somebody would come up to him and be like, oh man, I love clerks. And he'd be like, oh really, what's your favorite part? And they'd be like, I love when Jay and Silent Bob dance. <laughs> and he'd be like, son of a bitch, I wrote that whole movie and you like when they
1: dance. <laughs> In the script it says he he, he, he doesn't bring over the boombox, he brings over a Walkman with speakers attached to it. Yeah, that's dumb. So yeah. I'm glad it went with the boombox.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know, I think that nowadays he would be pretty happy with the fact that people remember Jay and Silent Bob. He got a lot of mileage out of those guys.
0: Right, at all oh yeah- tw- yeah twenty five years later you just got to be glad that you're remembered at all, yeah,
1: <laughs> and
0: there's your moonwalk right after that, yeah, well it's the half ass it's it's more like the running man, honestly, but I felt well, like he put- does a
1: moonwalk into a running man, it looks like <laughs> <laughs> whatever he does yeah. it's just it It looks like jay that's what
2: it looks like yeah no no agreed yeah and then the music picks up and like the beat drops and then he seems to be okay with it. (laughs) those first moves and i don't know something something's not right about that yeah
0: it's the type of thing i feel like if i did if I did this exact scene, he'd be like, "What? this guy's a spaz.
1: Like, what's wrong with him? But Jay well, just gets away with it. Like, you're like,
0: Yeah, okay, that's, that's how he
1: dances. <laughs> he does that running man, and then the thing he does afterwards looks exactly like they do when you make the circle at the mosh pit at a metal concert. Yeah. <laughs> Except for he's not running into anybody. Well, I mean, I guess he could run into Silent Bob if he wanted to. He ain't moving Silent Bob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't think that 112 pounds of uh, Jason Muse is going to knock over Kevin Smith? No. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, that, that whole character, which is obviously isn't a character. It was how the young <laughs> Jason was from everything I've ever heard to talk about. It, he he should be off-putting, right? Like, the things that he says and the way that he acts, you would think. If someone described that guy to you, you'd be like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to meet that guy. But there's something like so naive like about kid. him. Yeah, there's something that's so like, weirdly endearing.
1: <laughs> In well, that's – in Jay and Silent Bob straight Back, they keep calling him the, the little kid. The little kid, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean,
0: and Kevin has talked about it before, that he's such – Jason Mewes, the guy, is such a sweet, nice guy that he gets yeah. away with shit that would get anybody else slapped in the face for doing it. <laughs> like, he'll say stuff to people where, like, you, you can't get away with that. Now, I'm sure Chris knows. Do you remember he said the one person that called him on his shit, though? He was yeah, doing, Carrie yeah, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Because he tried to pull that nonsense with her, and she was having none of it.
1: She said, "If you're gonna, if you're gonna keep talking about it all day, then just do it." And she said, "He said he got all scared and stop, stop messing yeah. with her." Yeah, he, he was
0: apparently hitting on her, like, "Hey, come on, you come back to my place." Blah, blah, and she was like, "You know what? If you're gonna talk like that, then just do it. Either do it or stop and, saying it." And he stopped saying stuff to her. <laughs> and he was just like, "Oh, sorry," but like. He's again. He where we said Rick Darris is like the douchebag version of this. Where you're like, this guy can get away with anything. Jason Mewes is the kind of guy who gets away with it because he's a nice person, even though he acts like a maniac.
2: Yeah, he doesn't even realize he's getting away with it either. Like he he never seems to capitalize on any of it. And I think he just likes the idea, like the inner the interaction. And he'll always be like, yeah, you know, at the end of everything <laughs> says, like, like he he got something in there, but he never actually capitalizes. I, I guess bob he does with her,
0: right. Yeah, but even that, it's but he only capitalizes because she wants to. It's not like he does anything to actually push it any further forward, he's right? Like, no, oh, but nice. I
2: love the idea. I love the fact that you know, obviously Kevin knew that that story because he's the one who told it. That's
0: how I heard. I think it was on, on Babylon. When I heard it
2: that right. that he kind of lets Jason get the right. the, the, the final say for, in that scene where like, yeah. yeah, I did get it done in the end. I don't know. I like, I like the how he t- ties his personal
0: life into his. ways like that to have a three. Oh, yeah. Well, again, he tells a story about when he's making clerks, and he's like, all right, so he's telling, you know, they go down for their first day of shoot, and then Jason's acting all weird, and he's not acting like himself. And he's like, oh, I don't understand this character. And he's like, there's nothing to understand, it's you! <laughs>
1: right. He said, who would say this shit? And he said, you do! Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's like, I had, to, I had to teach him how to act like himself. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I think that's Chasing Amy. The Chasing Amy, he goes, Snoochie Boochies, who would say this shit? <laughs> <laughs> answer he just spent the whole movie saying it 50 times yeah all right so we get we this is our we swing back for some more uh dante caitlin this is when he uh absconds from the quick stop and goes over to rst video he pulls the reverse randall yeah he locks the quick stop to go to i think and her first thing she says is you can lock the store like that listen you don't know what's happened today you don't know what's happened
1: this is the third time he's closed the store. yeah as far as we know <laughs> yeah but he's not even supposed to be there today, so he could have <laughs> left. Yeah. yeah, so he has taken her over there, more or less,
0: to read her the riot act about her engagement. Something he read in the tabloids. Yeah, what does that mean? I
1: read it in a tabloid. I think he's just trying to be witty and failing. You think he read it in the Weekly World News? Oh.
0: It says in the Weekly World News that you were getting married to Batboy. Boy. <laughs> The last thing we find out in this minute, it's not what he thinks. I mean, we'll be back next week to talk about it, but uh, I'm pretty sure it may not be what he thinks, but it's probably
1: bad. It's bad. It's not what he thinks. Now I, now I look ahead a little bit, but yeah. it's, it's still bad. It's not what you think. It's much worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifyingly bad.
2: Yeah, there's nothing good about this relationship to begin with.
0: Oh, no, this is a horribly toxic relationship. And you feel like you'll see, you get it from... Um, Randall a lot. No, no, I apologize to you. You got no Randall minutes. I have to apologize. To everybody doesn't get Randall minutes because he's usually everybody's favorite because he gets all the good lines. But he seems like the type of friend from what his interaction you'll see later with Caitlyn and his interaction with Dante before and after this. He's obviously been telling him as gently as he could while maintaining their friendship. Get away from this get girl. From
1: her. Yeah, he's he's actually very nice to Veronica, but he hates Caitlin. Yeah, like he treats <laughs> Veronica like somebody he likes.
0: Like he kind of like teases and messes with her. But, like, Caitlyn, he won't even give the time of day to later on. Right?
2: Well, it's, he seems um, to come across as one of those, like, oh, like protective friends. Like, he pretends to not, like, you know, he's too good for the friendship, and, and, and he's too cool for school all the time. But he clearly has an attachment to Dante, right? And so it's almost like he's defending his friend. Like, how could you do this to my friend? At least that's how I always read it. was, like, his kind of disgust with her had to do with, like, how you treat my friend's way.
0: And he keeps saying it to Dante about... I mean, and later on in the movie, he flat out spells it out to him what he needs to be doing, but either be with Veronica or be with Caitlin. Stop doing this. Like, right. Even Randall knows it's not like right. Like, you're being shitty. You technically, I mean, right now you're being shitty to both of them. You're being ultra yeah. shitty to Veronica, who doesn't know what's going on. And we'll find out right. later, she hasn't said it yet, but she fucking knows her name. She knows who it is. She doesn't know who the girl is, but she knows her name's Veronica.
1: Yeah. So, like, that's... Yeah, she knows she's there. It's not like she doesn't know he has yeah, so, I mean... Name.
0: Everyone in this situation, one in this situation,
1: these two, anyway, Dante and Caitlin are both garbage. Veronica is innocent yeah, because she doesn't shit. know
0: what's going on, and I guess uh, the Asian design major doesn't know what's going on either. <laughs> no, we haven't even gotten into that. Like, uh, a week or two from now, we'll get into that. Like, if you think they're being shitty right now, it's only going to get worse. Oh, like, yeah. when they start hatching their plans later on, it goes from being like, oh, Dante is kind of a bad guy to being like, you're openly hostile against Dante within the next two. Weeks. Right of like, if you thought he was the hero
1: of the movie, you're gonna yeah.
0: change your mind pretty quick. Yeah, if you're hanging around in this, like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're Breaking Bad and he's your Walter White, yeah, this is around season three. Like he's about to go over to Falls. Like you can no longer back him. <laughs> this is his yuck. Breaking Bad reference. Like that. <laughs> this is uh, either the uh, the drug he's throwing up in the uh, in the bedroom or the kid with the plant, whichever one, whatever was your breaking point. you're this is it. Like, right now, he's already he's showing he's already shown his true colors, but it's only going to get worse. Not only will he have to show his true colors, at some point, he will need at least two other characters to scream at him about it before he <laughs> finally comes home of what an asshole he's being. I mean, that's his his only redemption he's hoping for at the end of this movie is that he's not as big of an idiot as he was at the beginning of this day. Right.
1: Well, I mean, he's an idiot anyway. What was it? S- seven and a half times she cheated on him? Is that yes. what that was? Or eight and a half? Seven and a half? Seven. I can't remember. so That's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, which is funny because as much as everybody laughs, like when they hit clerks too, he, I mean, he's still like a whiny baby. He is such a different person by that move. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not quite the, uh, the bottom feeder. He's still a, a weak willed fucking, like, floating in the wind, just
1: doing whatever, but. I don't know, he's calling off the Lamb Rosario don't Dawson. Don't even
0: get me started on the Rosario Dawson thing, all right? I think I've already said it before, that he's like, would we say he's at best, would we say he was a 5, and then we said he was a Jersey 5? <laughs> and a mid-90s Jersey 5 at that, and Rosario Dawson's like a 12? Yeah, no. Not at all, my friend.
2: Would you consider him callow?
0: <laughs> callow and weak-willed? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he he's awful. You're, you're on his, I'm trying to think of how at least for the first half of this movie, you're on his side just because he's getting really kind of crapped on all day.
2: You feel like you're, you're supposed yeah. to be. So you kind of go with it. But yeah, yeah. he falls apart. I,
0: again, I, I mean, I hate to bring it back again, but like going back to like Breaking Bad, that's how that show is. You're like, oh, I'm following this guy. I understand where this guy's coming from. And then slowly, as like the, as this movie goes along, you start to realize like, well, he's doing some kind of really crappy things. He's talking to another girl behind his girlfriend's back. And then you get to this point where the girl shows up at his work and he's just talking to her. Oh, okay, that's not Wait. all right. And if you're already starting to like, if you're on the fence about where you're gonna be with Dante, just stay tuned. Yeah, okay? give it two minutes. If like, if say you had never seen this movie or like you haven't seen it in a long time and you're listening, you let me know at what minute you fall off Dante's side where you're no you can no longer back him, <laughs> where you're you're openly wishing shit won't go his way and that it will blow up in his face because yeah. that's the only way he's gonna learn. Now, granted, I think that. Caitlin ends up getting the worst of this deal at the end of the day when this all goes
1: down. <laughs> the short end of the proverbial stick, you might say. What number do we have Caitlin at? Is she more than thirty seven? Oh, on his list? Huh. Yeah. And no, I mean how how many no, does we, she have? Oh, do you think oh, it's her, more than oh god, her number is not nowhere near that. You can fill up a,
0: a computer or <laughs> a plane with what she's
1: got. <laughs> Listen, if Veronica's
0: got thirty seven.
1: She's I was got thirty seven
0: this fiscal year.
1: <laughs> she got thirty-seven while she was uh, dating this Asian design yeah. major. <laughs> I mean, if the stories
0: about her in high school are true, I mean, her in high school she had to be averaging like ten a year. Yeah. So she's got to be it's forty, that's, right there. And that's there. forty, and I might be going low. And okay, well, to be honest, that's not true because in my mind, I was thinking she had sex with. So let's go yeah. ahead and like triple that number to add in all just like a couple of handies she threw out, and every time she went down on somebody. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, should... She probably did that.
2: When you say 10 a year, I mean, maybe not for if you're banging people, but if you're just, you know, like you said, giving out handies and going down on people. 10 a year, you think, oh, that's not, like, horrible. But then when you say 40, you go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Kind of interesting how that works, right? When the, when you add up the math, it kind of throws things off.
0: Yeah, we, we'd gone through this earlier in the movie. How about when you're with a new partner, you should never, unless you're you're familiar with each other's past, there's no need to delve into what happened before. Except in the vaguest of terms, or if you have to talk about something, Yeah, somebody. you don't need to know.
2: Or right. unless you know for a fucking fact that you've done more.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and I think that's where this all, where it goes wrong early in the movie, because I think Dante feels like, haha, I can throw this number down, because it's going to show her something. And then she triples your number, and you feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, unless you know for a fact that the other person's number is. Like, okay, you know her number is one. You better hope she says that number, or you're going to be surprised. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I mean, I guess your hope is that you're the last, but if you're in the Clerks movie, that may not be happening for you. <laughs> or Randall could have been 36. Oh, yeah. No,
2: just... Well, at the very minimum, you're hoping you're the last since the last time you years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the last in line, at least. Yeah, so I have written down in my notes, uh, Dante's having a good day. He's now started a fight with the second girl that he's had a relationship with. And <laughs> <laughs> got a $500 fine. Oh, I, I had written down what I thought Jay was doing. <laughs> His uh, dances outside, I had Moonwalk, <laughs> Running Man, Cabbage Patch,
1: Saturday night I had Fever, patch and Throwing right, Dice. <laughs> <laughs> I had Cabbage Patch and then Mosh Pit, that's what I wrote. Well, that's just his, his weird when he's looking <laughs> like he's having a stroke thing. Yeah. <laughs> the song that's playing while he's doing that dance is uh, Violent Mood Swings by Stabbing Westward, which, you know, they're a pretty decent band, yeah, especially for if the time. if
0: they came on board when Miramax bought it. They had. Yeah, to, because um, they near paid for
1: the, the real music. Right. Yeah, that's a real band, I believe. It's not one of the ones Kevin picked up somewhere. It's just oh, by the way, bands. Yeah. I don't think they, you know, they made a big after clerks because of clerks, so they must be, you know. <laughs> all right. I don't think I have anything else. Chris, do you think we missed? No, that like, was the last I, I, I actually did have a
2: question for you because I'm curious, and I don't need to derail real or make this one it needs to be, but out of the VSQ universe, not like, you know, Cop Out and all that, but the, the, the true Kevin Smith movies, who's your favorite? Right. Who's your favorite character? Do you have a favorite individual character? Clearly, you guys do not like Dante. I agree with you. I do. I'm not on the Dante train at all. But
0: that's good. But you're not, I don't think you're supposed to like Dante, though.
2: <laughs> no, agreed. But sometimes you can you can like the you know the the asshole in a movie. Sometimes there are certainly uh, times where that happens. This is just not one. I mean. Um, I,
0: just without thinking deeply into it, I would probably either go with Brody or Randall. Yeah, which are which are kind the of same. They, which is funny oh, because right. yeah. they're essentially the same guy. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. That, that's
2: yeah. he's mine too. So I'm glad. I'm definitely a Brody that, fan from Mallrats. What's, yeah, Brody's an asshole. Like he is. He's the asshole you like. Where Dante's the asshole who you're like, yeah, you know. But that. Uh, in my head, is that Brody and and uh, Randall are essentially <laughs> the same character, or at least similar. You know, in, in their in their attitude. But yeah, that that Brody character, he at the time and I'd never seen anything like that that guy made me laugh so hard like that kind of humor and that I don't know I I just to this day my favorite and I, I wanted to see Mallrats to just to see that again because I, I loved it so yeah. much
0: and yeah if I gave if I give the edge to anybody I would probably give it to Brody and it's probably because of Jason Lee because Jason Lee is amazing oh all day <laughs> Even long. In yeah. chasing Amy when he's playing yeah all Maggie, day long. all day long who is has kind of the same attitude, but he is more of an unlikable character. He's like a little bit more in your face. Again, at the end of the day, he's right, but he, the way he goes about it is way more like aggro about it. He's in his face. But it's, it's hard to, listen, I watched like seven seasons of My Name is oh, All, yeah. for Christ's sake. And if that, if that <laughs> show had a different cast, it would be friggin' unwatchable. But I was able to always power through it, cause Jason <laughs> Lee was in it. And so it was Ethan Supley. I got one up on you. I watched <laughs> it. <having a chipmunk. laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I have too but not willingly I've got you know I've got young kids so that's, uh, yeah, that's why I've hear. had to do that but. yeah the way that he, the way that Jason Lee delivers sarcasm with that like just it's just dripping from his lips like the way that he delivers it, it tickles me in such a way that no other character that I can remember in any movie hit me the same way that that particular character did.
0: well him and like uh god no, I forget his name oh Jeff Anderson and a couple other people some people just feel like they were born to spit out Kevin Smith's dialogue. Sure. I mean, they can just do it, and they can just, they always, they know what he's looking for, and they hit it. And it's not always those guys who are like the crazy, sarcastic guys. Other people can do it as different roles.
2: Even Affleck did a pretty good job. I think some of Affleck's best acting ever were in these movies.
0: I think so, too. I think it also helps that, yeah, I mean, Chasing Amy, he's the star, but it helps a lot of times that he's like, even Chasing Amy is an ensemble. I mean, as much as he's the star, but it's not like, it's also not an $80 million movie that's totally based on, it's all Ben Affleck, he's got to do it. It's like, no, it's it's as much a Kevin's movie as anything. He got to just act. I wonder if he misses that now, where, like, every movie he's in is, like, totally riding on him, either because he's a star or he's directing it or...
2: Yeah, and then, and they continue to suck. Like, the, mo- the movies that he... Yeah, the, well, the movies that he does were the good movies he's in it. He's not the main guy. Like, all the movies that I like that he's made in the last 10 years... Have been movies that he was not the guy.
0: Well, I enjoy the movies he directs. I, I think he's, I think he is a good director because I liked Argo. A hundred percent. What the hell is the one in Boston? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, the, the town. The town.
2: Yeah, he is far superior director than he is an actor.
0: I think he's a. He, I think he's a, he's a good actor, but I think he's more of a movie star.
2: He was just pretty. Yeah. He's a beautiful man. Like he, there's yeah. no no two ways about it. He's a beautiful man.
1: But he's not. Yeah, he is not a. Now, Kevin thinks he's the best actor that ever lived. He <laughs> said he could play the shark in Jaws. And I think when he's given good material, and he goes, you know
0: <laughs> what I saw of him that I really enjoyed? And it was a recent movie. Did you ever see The Accountant?
1: Yeah, actually, he was okay in
2: that. He was like a, he played like a Asperger's or autistic or something in that.
0: Yeah. yeah, he had like, he had like Asperger's. But it was, it was the first time in years I'd seen him play something where he actually had to act. It was like, oh, he actually is doing something. He's not just playing. Some sort of you know offshoot of the same character I've seen for fifteen.
2: Yeah, no, agreed. It was it was a little different. The movie needed to pace up a little bit. Oh yeah, the me- movie. Ne- I mean, needed to move a little faster, but it wasn't yeah. terrible.
0: And he was the best thing in it, and that's not something I usually say when Ben Affleck. Shows that's up. for danger. <laughs> although I although I must say, probably nah, not in Justice League, but uh, yeah, Batman Superman. I would have said he's the best thing, in it, except for Wonder woman showed up and was better. Than me. But
2: yeah, I was not. A he fan. was top two. Not a fan of that movie. <laughs>
0: He was a uh, he was certainly better than Superman, who I've got severe issues with. But we'll talk about that on our other podcast about how much I hate Superman. It doesn't. Exist. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to be on that one because I actually like that. One. Well, you know what? Go on the DC Universe uh, Minute guys thing. I will. Go ahead and don't <laughs> invite me. Actually,
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Particularly the first Superman, the the, the first of the new ones. They, I, they yeah, were the first it.
0: Superman oh, one, you, it wasn't.
2: Dude, it was Father's Day. It came out like Father's Day weekend, and. Or maybe the weekend. Yeah, it was Father's Day weekend, I think it came out. And I went by myself. I was like, my wife is gone. I'm like, fuck it. It's Father's Day. I'm doing a thing for myself. I'm going to the movie. And I was one of maybe 15 single guys, almost 40 there. (laughs) And I walked out. I was like, really? 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 That's what you're going to do with this movie? You're going to have this this weird fight scene at the end where they're shifting the earth and smashing things and killing millions of people. And then in the end, he's going to do the old snap his neck trick. Like, really? That's how this ends? I don't know. Sorry, another diatribe. I just can't. That, that, oh, that killed me. Oh, listen,
0: I could go on about that forever. But <laughs> we're going to cut it off before I really go off the rails about the friggin' Man of Steel thing. All right. Anybody got uh, any uh, parting words for this minute? All right. uh, Mike, why don't you tell them where they can find you uh, one last time?
1: Sure.
2: Pick us up uh, anywhere you get your uh, favorite podcasts. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and pretty much everywhere else. Google Play, all that stuff. Uh, you can catch us on our website. You can also listen to either stream it there or download it there at uh, com. or check us out on uh, on Twitter at, at RecastingPod. Uh, and if you happen to listen to one of the episodes because of this podcast, up and let us know.
0: Great. All right. You can find us on uh, duelinggenre.com. Uh, check out all the Minute Podcasts that are there and all the original works. Too. You can go over to find us on Facebook and Twitter, especially at our listeners group, Jay and Silent Bob Quicker Stop. Go over to iTunes, throw us a five star review, maybe a six star review if they have them. Um, go over to moviesbyminutes.com where you can check out all the movies by minutes. All, I don't know how many now, 60? Oh my god, he's getting that hand over there. <laughs> um, make sure you uh, check out the uh, Die Hard Minute, which uh, we should be on probably by now. It's uh, 13 different teams of movies by minutes. Hosts are doing one week at a time. We have one week in the first half and one week in the second half, but you get the each week you'll get to listen to a different group of podcasters do it. So it's a pretty interesting experiment. Let us know what you think of it. Let us know if it's great or if it's the worst thing we've ever done and we ruin the internet. Also make sure you check out Star Wars Minute with uh, Pete and Alex who started all this. So, uh, again, they should be coming back, Revenge of the Siths. So, I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry you have to watch that movie and <laughs> do it minute by minute, but who else tell you? So, uh, that's it for us. Uh, we're gonna go, uh, Cheat on our girlfriends with somebody else that we met back in high school who slept with 40 people, and uh, we're not supposed to be here today. I'm
2: Try not to suck any dicks on the way to the car.
1: That's oh, going after ah. music. <laughs> hey, you get back here!
0: <laughs> All right, Chris, you remember who that is, right?
1: That's the yes, that's
0: the Toxic yeah, Avenger. That guy's the Toxic Avenger.
1: <laughs> Seriously?
0: Yeah. The original Toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah.